everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 623, being recorded on April 7, 2021. I'm Sebastian Peake. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. I'm Brett Van Spruenberg. Hey, we're back to the four-up view after last week, so you can see more of us. You can mm. see my ridiculous amount of headroom, because I don't want to adjust my camera. Uh, Brett, you tried to have sympathetic headroom, so you're I'm your just going to about here. I'm going to sit further back. Um, yeah, apparently the uh, the four up uh, variety is more um, visually pleasing for certain uh, viewers. So you're welcome. But it's still the same faces. I mean, yeah, you can, yeah. we can't fix that. No, no yeah. number of ring lights is ever going to fix that. We can go back to the other Never. look, but it's just it's going to look super. Empty uh, right now. It's, it's just, awkward. No, no, it's no. It's no reason to do that. Uh, you can find out. Okay, normally you can find out when we go live for events like this podcast recording session by signing up for our exciting mailing list. It's like it's like Office three sixty five, like Office three sixty four, Office three sixty two, three fifty nine. So we yeah. usually send out an email before we go live. Brett failed miserably. He blamed it on some technical issue. It's fine. I mean. It's Wednesday, night at, it's Wednesday night at 10. If we were doing it at a, a different time or if we canceled it, then yeah, we'd maybe people would be upset, but there would be this. trouble. A strongly worded tweet might have gone out. That, yeah. No, we're doing it. People are still going to be upset. Oh, speaking of tweet, I guess okay. I should have I should have notified the socials. Oh, told, yeah, like, so that should have. Hey, we're gonna go, that would have been know. helpful, especially since I honestly did have trouble with the outbound email service that isn't That's there right now for us. How they just lie. For all, <laughs> for all you know, we know, to, I mean, it's, it's, I'm prone to that, as far as you know. <laughs> Wait, I, that's Who the thing. I don't know. You could have issues. It, it was Scamazon. Just let me. I'll oh just say it. no! I'll just say okay. it. Yeah, Bezos is too busy counting his money. Although he's not really running it anymore, allegedly. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the well, Mad Hatter in our chat says, "I'm just here for the burger review." And Bruce, there will be burger. Let's just move. Well, hold on before we move on to that. Let's beg for money. You can go to patreon.com slash pcper and support what we do at pcper.com and this podcast and the occasional video review and other things. And we very much appreciate it. Do we have any new people? Hey, you know what? We do. Um, and there's one that I need to be able to read out loud just because his the thing that he wrote is just so amusing. <clears throat> and I had no idea what he was talking about until I went to look at it. You'll understand in a moment. So we have uh, three new patrons uh, today to talk about. Gregory Wallen. Thanks very much, Gregory. Really appreciate you joining the list of uh, patrons that we uh, thank a lot. Uh, I'm going to maybe butcher this other person's name. Uh, I'm going to try, though. Uh, Efekin uh, Yilmaz. That it maybe got close to that. But anyway, thank you also very much. And the third guy, which I've named Banner Dude. And the reason I named Banner Dude is because he actually joined uh, from from Canada. So maybe Jeremy has some insight on this. But he he joined and changed his name to an apology. Jeremy, does this sound familiar? I wish I was making this up. No. Let me read his apology out okay. loud here. And he says, I updated the TVDB for PC Per and got you banned from uploading episode images. Sorry, they don't like title cards. <laughs> And I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> I wish we're I, so this, awesome. We get banned from stuff we don't even know about. You can't, you can't make this stuff. I'm like, 
what are you even talking about? And I went and looked and, you know, sure enough, there's a TVDB thing out there with all of our, our past episodes on it. And then I sort of dug into it a little bit more. And at a certain point, the system told me that I was banned from posting anything. And I'm like, huh, <laughs> how about that? And I went to, I sent him a note going like, can I have dominion over this channel in some way, shape or form or not? Or just some random person on the internet who I, says they're sorry about touch. it. Got us banned. That's no, funny. Get in touch with the CRTC. They're canceling Canadian content. Oh, okay. We are at least one quarter Canadian content. You have to play us. Can I, do I qualify as semi honorary Canadian? Michigan is really close. I mean, uh, are you sorry true. for something it's today? Really close. I'm sorry for a number of things, but mm, not necessarily that'll, that'll all related like to... Being well, Wyoming's pretty close in population density to uh, Canada, so that kind of makes us can uh, Canadian. Maybe to Manitoba. Yeah. So, About three-quarters Josh, of a person I'm per square mile? Something like that. I'm, I'm sorry to have delayed the uh, burger eruptus. So, yeah, well, yes, with that, let's... This yeah. is the part of the show that people are literally tuning in for and will tune I out know. immediately afterwards. Let's 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 That's milk so this bizarre. for all it's worth. Josh okay. in Laramie, Wyoming. Take it away. All right. Well, today I, I had to go back to something of the classic. And you know, usually it's 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 almost a, a burger war, a cold war, if you will, but with burgers and they're hot. Of you know, the more and more extreme type burger with with lots of additions to it and ingredients and then stuff that's that's almost becoming esoteric and you just got to stop that every once in a while and and just go back to the basics and so today i i got a a double cheeseburger with with cheddar and along with that cheddar a nice topping of Thousand Isle Island dressing. Nice and goopy. And, and under that Thousand Island is a layer of freshly chopped jalapenos. All nicely coming together on, on a sesame seed bun. Uh, the, the burger was perfectly cooked. Not, you know, too, too puckish, but not raw either. The fries, as you can see, were... Magnificent. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so everything gracious. today was was extremely good. And it came together very nicely in my mouth. And that sounds far worse than it should be. Uh, it sounds right. Yeah, it, Please it, describe it was, the mouth feel in great detail. Mm -hmm. No, because we're going to let's not do that. But we're going to put this quote on a T-shirt. No, it, it feels it came so right. Very nicely no. in my mouth. It came <laughs> together, together very, very nicely <laughs> in my mouth. Was it a surprise at all, or were you expecting? No, it, it was not a surprise. I was expecting okay. it, and uh, it, you were prepared. It, it was a a very lovely burger and a nice lunch, and it filled me up. And I won't be eating again till tomorrow, sometime in the afternoon. That sounds reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But can we go back to the fries for a second? I always pick on the fries, but... Sure. There are very few fries here. That's a... Well, I only had this... So some fell out of the little, uh, you know, fry box into the bag. And so I just grabbed them from the bag and I put them next to it. So I had plenty more fries. Oh, good. Where that came from. 
Good. But I just thought that, you know, I didn't want to try to restick them in the basket thing. And so I just put it next to the side and thought, you know, this is this makes a nice little, you know, it's it's, it's composed picture. It's it's uh, there is artistic you know, merit to it. Yes, there is some, but not much because my photography is not fantastic. Just use filters. Everybody just uses filters. They take a blurry photo, they shrink it, they put a bunch of filters on it. That's just. I don't actually use filters. I just snap it. Are you using a filter right now? Be honest. No. That's that's just you. That's all. That's all natural. Oh boy, yeah, that's one hundred percent. All there, man. You know, hey, we're uh, gonna have uh, AI strong enough in our phones pretty soon to fix all those blurry pictures that everybody takes anyway. Does anyone know anything? Let's shift seamlessly no. to news oh, about geez, no. anything of interest this week. It felt like a light week, and I'm looking at the show notes, and there's a lot on here that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, but they're, they're not heavy hitters, mm. but I, yeah. I, tried to do, I tried to do a good job. Ryzen 3. Is it possible? Ryzen 3. Zen 3. Is it possible that Zen 3, Ryzen 5000 processors, have... Dare I say, specter-like vulnerabilities? Who can tell me more about this? I predicted you would say that. <laughs> well, did I predict accurately? I actually know very little other than it was going was to be it an a predictive exploit? branch vulnerability. It is definitely a predictive uh, branch vulnerability. And, and from what I understand that it's, I only have a couple of observations on this, is that it, it, it's been theoretically demonstrated, not actually done in a kind of a oh, working okay. model yet but the way that they've seen how it works and i believe amd has sort of said yeah there could be something there you know go turn off this one feature if you're really apprehensive about it um hey it's pf predictive and it'll come to me in a minute but anyway it's one of their predictors go shut that off if you're really concerned about it and or they ran some performance tests with and without it. And it's about 1% performance. So it's not really of a sort of a, a detriment like Spectre was to the Intel CPUs where it was really significantly, you know, right. it's like a uh, turn off multi threaded, uh, you know, turn yeah, off that's bad. Threading and that, well, it's a branch predictors and they, they gain a lot of speed from that, but the architectures are, you know, the way that they do that sort of thing is very different between AMD and Intel's in the way where this is, has, occurred inside the the intel or the amd microarchitecture and the way that they do theirs is it's different um and their performance hit is not nearly as bad and again i think this is theoretical but this just goes to prove you know that gosh you know humans just aren't perfect when we build these sorts of things <laughs> we make mistakes it just goes to prove once and for all that amd is better in every way right right enthusiasts um, am i right you, you're probably right so right i mean, like Rohammer was such a better name for the it AMD is. vulnerability. We can't just go with Spectre again. They need something better. Okay, Spectre Plus because this it's next. AMD. Sorry to walk over you there, Josh. Sure you did. You don't care. Walk I over care. I wish there was less latency. It's, it's predictive store forwarding. Yeah, I didn't predict that Josh would add a remark. So like my, my there was a collision. Which could be used storing one. as a Stack Overflow exploit to like infiltrate the podcast or something like that. <laughs> well, I was able to swap my process in at that moment and yeah, exfiltrate no. one of your one of your uh, random numbers that's going into your next next hash key. You got a memory address mm. error, but I just ignored it, and I, sh mm. I guess I should be worried about that. Push on. 
I, this next story, I thought this was already a thing, but Ars Technica is reporting on today at 11.36 a.m. that RTX Voice works on GTX cards, not just RTX. I thought that was already it was in beta. place. Maybe it was a beta. Oh, I see. So now it's official that it's... Okay, so if you have an NVIDIA card from the 10 series on up, you can use RTX Voice. I've played around with it. Is anybody using Earlier, it on the podcast right now? All the way back to 600 no. series. Oh, really? GTX? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can do like a 680 yep. or 6... Whatever. Yeah, 680. Six problems with got. it. When, sorry. Yep. Go ahead. No, Josh. Josh, you're up. I had problems with it initially that uh, it would uh, it would work, but I'd move my mouse around the screen and my mouse would just lag out terribly and you couldn't click on things you couldn't type couldn't do anything and so it was a pain in the butt and stopped using it but otherwise you know whenever you do like key clicking it would cut that out it, it did a nice blurring on all of uh my uh, office which was fantastic need to use that again and try it out i gotta look at my teeth uh, man teeth that's a little bit looking. brighter but not much yeah. right. cut away during the tooth shot i'm sorry you're talking about you're not, you're not talking about rts voice you're thing. talking about the studio, right? Which is a different thing. It includes RTX Voice. Well, RTX also- Voice is part of the studio. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. It was available yeah. as a standalone download. Yeah, it's standalone, though. You can use it just standalone. Nice. For the first bash you had at it, it, it gated you weird so that it wouldn't pick up the very first syllable and then it would fire. I, if I vaguely hmm. remember the first time you tried it. And I know for sure that when I tried it on my 1080, that was it. It was like... It was suppressing noise to the point where if I'd been sitting quietly and then I started to talk, you'd get the chop off. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't know that was your voice and took a moment to ramp in to say, Oh wait, that's you bleed it in. So I suspect they fixed that and that's why they're saying, yeah, just go for it. And made it more efficient. GT 730 up there and yeah. Processing voice. Apparently it's not much of a drain if they can take it all the way back to 600 series architecture. It's pretty easy to do. AI assisted, right? It's supposed to get better over time, like Google dictation did. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but are they really running an AI uh, model on on older cards like that in real time? Maybe. Maybe they. I are. mean, if it's in the cloud, why not? What if this isn't always on service? Did you even need Good hardware? Question. This should be a service offered yeah, for use on integrated graphics. So if it's all in the cloud. So do you think that uh, the blurring in the studio when it comes to the twelve minute mark will? Edit me in real time. Oh, did everybody miss that? At 12 minutes, Josh was naked. I don't know if anybody saw that, but... Just yeah, for a moment, though. Yeah. <laughs> and it guys, was a still image. It wasn't actually... I, I had to look away, honestly. But. Mm. You didn't think the and ring light was thought we forgot coming? About subliminal messages. I thought the ring light just, el- just was illuminating just a tad too much for me. It was out of my comfort zone. <laughs> uh, is, is it out of your comfort zone to buy... Brand new shiny Radeon RX 6800 XT graphics cards. Because no. AMD Team Red fans were notified of this, I believe, early. Red Team they community. Were. They got they a special were. notice according to this report here. They, they could buy the special Radeon RX 6800 XT Black Midnight Midnight Black, black, midnight black edition. edition. I wonder how long those lasted. I think Maxius actually had one. He yeah, was he able to buy he one. Did. And, yeah. And now mm-hmm. he wants to sell it for like $2,000. So mm, he might get it. He might get that. He, is it that much? Now? It. 
He's lowballing. <laughs> Here's the shop link. This is uh, AMD's website right now. It says out of stock. Surprise, surprise. I can't believe it. A, a, a 6800 XT for 649 being out of stock. I know. It seems so like fantasy. This is a, essentially just an extension of their Founders Edition line. It well, is. They use but Founders it, Edition, but... Look, I don't know if you've been paying attention, Jeremy, but unlike no. the Founders Edition card, this one has a shroud that's mostly a midnight black color instead mm. of a sort of gunmetal gray or silver. Oh. So it's dressed up in evening there. I remember that commercial. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. Very nice. <laughs> Svimver. Nice. This is two weeks in a row show. of this stuff. Very, very nice. Very nice. Next. Hmm. Well, it's every week, Sebastian. Just sometimes we don't make you notice that you didn't get the Yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's just skipped right over it. Anyway, when I first read 6800 XT Black, I thought people were for sure referring to all the black screens that people were getting initially. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's a special edition of the oh, card. come on. Not just the... Yeah, I know. That was cheap. That I'll was a cheap shot. I've never experienced that. <laughs> no? That was cheap. I'm sorry. I apologize. That AMD's was cheap fine. from the... Intel and A what is it? <laughs> Apple M1 apologists. I know. You know where the graphics wait. are? Power VR. That's where great graphics are. That's mm. used to be. What is it now? What is is it still licensed? Oh, it's Apple's own silicon it? now. I mean, they had what the power base on first. Did they just write like they created their own GPU from the ground they up? They bought a company. Okay. I know they bought that one company, that that one yes. chip company. PA Semi. That was them. Yeah. PA Semi. Yeah. That's them. Anyway, uh, speaking of yeah, things that it, are in stock. Speaking, yes. Sorry, to, I'm cl another collision. Speaking of things that are in stock, you can buy right now, no kidding, an RTX 3080 cooler. Yes, you can buy a <laughs> custom block ready for your RGB fantasies to be fulfilled. You just need to, I mean, even if you don't have a GPU, just connect it to your ARGB lighting controller and just look at it and think about, you know, someday yeah. when the 4080 is out, I'll be able to right. buy one of these that's been mined to death and then put this water block on it. To keep it alive, because it is a water block now. Yeah. At that point, maybe right. you'll even yep. have, a, a, there won't be any performance regression. You're going to need it. Jeremy, that was actually a discussion of three different water blocks, I think. Yeah. One from Corsair, one from, I don't remember the other one. Alpha Cool, the Ice oh, Block, yes. and ice, uh, EK. Ice. Ice. EK. I, and then EK with uh, their own. All of Surprisingly. Which are, they yeah. swap. Yeah. I, I was going to say, and of course, they all have RGBs. Uh, oh, and, sure. you know, the, the, the reviewer, I believe it's Kit Guru. Uh, that did this one mentioned that they all felt like first attempts at, at a 3080 cooler, even the EK. Uh, in some cases, some of the RAM pads were about two millimeters instead of four. So they didn't quite get the proper connection. So you had, uh, I think it was the alpha cool where the GPU temperatures were just great. The memory temperatures were crazy. And when they fiddled around with it and just sort of, you know, pulled those off and put some on some custom uh, thermal pads to try it, well, that sort of made the GPU connection a little bit worse, so the, the temperature spiked up. Uh, whereas I think with the, uh, the Corsair one, it was the opposite. 
The GPU had a little bit of problems, but your RAM was just just running beautifully at low temperatures. So uh, in each of these cases, and they'll fit on a 3080 or a 3090 that sh are totally cards, which you can exist and buy right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this, they talked to the companies and say, the company said, you know, thanks for the feedback. You're probably right. We're going to look at redoing some of them. Uh, and it's not major design flaws. Like we're, we're not talking anything wrong with the pumps or the channels or anything. It's just the, the, the solidity, the connection between the GPU and memory components and the, the cooler. So, you know, it's, they're, each one's about 150 to 160. I have a feeling if there are some serious issues, it'll be pretty easy to get uh, replaced and bought back. If you, you know, ever get a card to find out if it works on. Which oh, yeah. Who, who needs graphics cards when you have, you know, there's APUs for that. I, I don't see it on the list, but... Do it on heard, the cloud. Who's heard rumors about uh, 5,000 series APUs? Those coming. They have Vega read, graphics again. Yes, that's what I, I read. I'm not a, I'm, I it's just a rumor, though. I don't know. Yeah, they haven't mm. announced anything, so... It's going to be, what, summer? If not a little bit later, possibly fall. Because there's the rumor of the Zen 3 Plus at the end of the year. Yeah. And then, mm. of course, the Gigabyte x570s chipset that mm -hmm. has been leaked and that's supposedly just a power you know a lower power uh, x570 so you don't have to have active cooling but mm -hmm. we'll see I don't new know new process node do you think for that one <sighs> what if they're producing that chip on the right. 7 nanometer now well I mean if, if we hear uh, rumors, well I mean Maybe you could, but why? Or it could be just you know a a redesign because this this five seventy chip was released in twenty nineteen with the three thousand series processors, and uh, so it's been two years of of that, and they could have done just a redesign on twelve nanometer uh, that has all the features and gets rid of the bugs, and it makes it more power efficient, so that they can also. Shove it into next generation Zen stuff. If that's the Zen 3 Plus that is rumored about, then it would be interesting if they were able to lower TDPs because of the I.O. and memory controller that uh, is the X570 as well. Clear as mud? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Right. Now, let's talk about Let's talk about uh, nanometer naming schemes and chip fabs. And oh, no. We got, okay, no, 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 forget it. I, you get I a plus, and you get a plus, and you get a plus. <laughs> let's, you know, it's seven nanometers. So what? Ours is five now because I just said it. There it is. Done. Let's yeah. talk about. I can find a feature that is five nanometer on this. I can't. True. Ours hey, is three now. We we it's know three. that those numbers are pretty much meaningless anyway. So who cares if they change? It? That's that was the point. Yeah, that was it. The punchline is, the jokes don't matter. Hey, you know what does matter. <laughs> A $1 chip that's disrupting the entire display industry. Jeremy, tell me yeah, more. Yeah, this sucks. You thought you had display driver problems before. Well, let me tell you about this. Uh, if you're, It's not an exact uh, analogy, but think of the G-Sync G chip. right? Without that G-Sync chip, you did not have a G-Sync monitor. Well, 
there's a company called Hymax, which is pretty much one of the only sources of the, the chip which sits on every display you've got going from your cell phone through your TV through your the monitor on your car to, uh, to display how fast you're going at the time and it translates from you know your, your graphics hardware to an actual display or a displayed image on your display well they're having some issues because demand has hit the point where they can't keep up with what people are demanding and this is, and I didn't actually realize this, but this is probably the most mature technology we've got going. Uh, they're, for the mass majority, they're either, and you know, get back to uh, 16 nanometer, uh, they've got 8 and 12 inch lines of 16 nanometer, which are essentially getting 100% yield. They're, they aren't getting any defects because they've been doing this thing for so long that they've got it perfected. And they use TSMC and uh, UMC and a couple of other fab companies. So, of course, it's a... Who's running a 16 nanometer fab line right now? Who wants to build out a new one? Because no one is going to really be doing that at this point. And the other problem is that because you're looking at 100% yield and you've got the prices down to literally about one buck per chip, if you wanted to build out a new fab line, if you wanted to construct a new fab, and set everything up again, that chip is not going to be $1 anymore. You're going to see huge price increases on this little one little bugger, which is the reason why you can't get a new BMW, because they don't have enough screens or chips to, for all the displays on the dashboard. You, TV prices are already starting to spike overseas. We'll see it here in no time at all. Same with monitors. You, this is going to triple down to your smartphones and your tablets and everything. It's... You know, it's a catch-22 in that everything's going to start costing more if we don't do anything, but if they do do anything, everything's also going to start costing more. So it's it's really frustrating that, you know, uh, what is the, the old saying, for the lack of a, a nail, they lost the war? Talking about the horseshoe? Oh, for uh, lack of a nail. Just, yeah, I'm... Yeah. I'm just thinking about, hey, with one fewer player, because LG stepped out of the smartphone business officially. Oh, that's true. true. That was And then news. rising prices. Well, that was sort of like Microsoft stepping out of the smartphone business. Well, it's yeah. Like, yeah, fine. We admit it already. Hey, there are still well, people who hang on. I don't know. That LG G3 was, was a great phone for the time. I, it lasted it was. for many years. Some of the Nokias were even after Microsoft messed up with them. Hmm. And, I have a a of and here I was phones. thinking I would wait for the OLEDs to go down in price some more. That's well, just not going to happen, is it? No, nope. I, I don't know, because LG, they may be out of the phone business, but they announced new uh, OLEDs for 2021, and they're cheaper mm. than ever. You get the A series. Talking 77 inches for 3200 bucks. Yeah, that's, that's out of my range. I know, but I'm that's 77 at, inches. I know, but I'm looking at like Fifty-five for a thousand. Oh, okay. They're not down that low yet. No, I think it's, it's thirteen ninety-nine or twelve ninety-nine for, for the new A one fifty-five yeah. inch. Yeah, it's twelve ninety-nine. Okay, I think. I don't know. Anyway, but you know what? We don't have to what? worry about what? that because just feast your eyes <clears throat> on this. Oh, oh, look at that! Four days, twelve hours, fifty minutes, and fifty seconds. Right now, as we record this, until the 
NVIDIA GTC keynote. Now, we know you can't uh, attend Computex this year in person, but yeah. prepare to be inspired as uh, you join NVIDIA CEO Jensen Huang's keynote on April 12 to discover what comes next, it says here. A nice picture of Jensen there. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be uh, a stage presentation, and there won't be any kitchen. Who's and the, I think no, that's no, probably no, kitchen now. No kitchen. Oh, what? Really? What? What? Seriously? Has to be. Oh, you think they'll have a I virtual figured, kitchen behind him? I just like figured it would be a stage presentation. The kitchen. I don't know. I just I kind of like the yeah, idea of the spatulas. The spatulas they sparked a lot of conversation. I think it, it yes, brought families closer together as they mm. they discussed like. Why would you need that many spatulas? Um, well, why they use all the spatulas? Did somebody yeah. give him all these spatulas and he didn't know what to do with as them, so he used them as a decoration? As long as it happens between one or more consenting adults, it doesn't matter. I guess. Hmm. It's going to be all AI anyway, right? It's going to be all AI discussion. How cool they are. Do you think there fast. will be any mention of graphics card sales? Like, we're having a record <laughs> year. We've never sold this many cards since 2017. <sighs> it it depends because... We, they sometimes sold 100% they stick their percent of their stock. It's incredible. Yeah, but sometimes they stick their foot in it when they do or don't talk about how many they've sold to gamers versus miners. So they got to kind of be very cagey about like, well, who's buying them? Where did you make your money? They had some issue with that in recent history. Any more on GCC? And we'll talk about GCC next week because it'll be going on. Yes, it will. But, speaking of ray tracing. Yeah, speaking of, <laughs> of NVIDIA and ray tracing, how about AMD ray tracing performance in Cyberpunk 2077? Who has read over this article at the FPS Review? Let's see. It's yep, here. It's, it's here. It's here. The phone Yay. book is here. The phone book is here. Uh, <laughs> patch 1.2 had a lot of changes, including support. Let's look at this ray tracing menu. I can't wait. You can turn on film grain, chromatic aberration for that 80s VHS kind of vintage look. Let's see. Yes. Depth of Where field. Well, that's is normal. The, the control for ray tracing? Is it under advanced shadows and lighting? Hmm. Hmm. What's on the next uh, screenshot? Uh, Let's look at the other screenshot here. There we go. Ray tracing. Ray tracing. Currently off. There it is. It's just you can, on You've got to turn it on before you can uh, oh. see the various features. Because there are three okay. types of ray tracing. Let's see if there are more screenshots. I can't wait. Yes, please. Oh, there are many. Okay. No, those are the two. Show me rays. Show oh me my. ray tracing. Oh, oh my. Wait, was that your George Takai impression? It was. Takai. Takai. Oh Takai. my. Takai, Takai, Oh my. All right, let's go back. Now that I've found So literally, the, the screenshot that I used on the article I posted... Mm. had the ray tracing options there for your enjoyment. All right, I should just use that. I tried to make it easy for I, you, but... I usually... Don't try and make there it easy. Find a way. There you go. He'll find a way to make it hard. Okay, so you can turn off ray trace reflections individually, or is that something that was... That's not, like, locked out on AMD, is it? This is all just available? No, this is now turned on on AMD. Okay. Every for feature. For the very couple of... few seconds it takes you to realize that you should not have turned it on. Oh wait! Ooh. Can you can you enable fidelity effects? That's what I want to know. Is that no turned on? Oh, DLSS no. also doesn't seem to work. 
for some sort well, of interesting. Video interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, do you know that doesn't work on an AMD cards? That's odd. Oh, it's <laughs> weird, eh? <laughs> but yeah, do. so if you were to say take your RTX or your RX 6800 XT and fire up at uh, 1080 and turn on ultra ray tracing, you would drop from roughly about 115 frames a second to just under 39. Which is, you know, completely and totally playable for people that like getting nausea. Uh, <laughs> the good news is that at 1440p, it'll only drop you to about 35. So there's not much difference. But yeah, uh, it turns out that once again, hardware is going to beat software. Essentially, the if you were to drop down to 1080p and pick one, either shadows, reflections, or lighting, you could sort of play it. But shadows, you know, it's 50, play, 50 frames a second, so, you know, borderline playable. When they enabled reflections, it was about 40 when they did lighting, and these are just individual, not all together. Lighting dropped it down to 30 all by itself. So there's also some fiddly stuff going on because lighting, lighting it uh, alone at ultra at 30 frames per second is actually slower than it would be if you'd use the ultra pro presets. So the ultra presets are actually slightly different than uh, what happens when you just I've been able to manually, which is, you know, another test that someone should run. I would accept I'm running a 6800 XT, and so I don't know that I want to inflict this upon myself. So it's lovely to see that they've included retracing support, but we're, we're sort of looking at the fact that NVIDIA is still, you know, leaps and bounds beyond, uh, at least with certain types of ray tracing, than AMD's chips are now. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt that DLSS is a huge frame saver for the yeah. company. So, yeah. no, I was laughing with my upstairs neighbor because he's like, "Oh, I don't even need to upgrade from my 2080, even if I wanted to, because I'm still running at 120 frames a second at Ultra and Cyberpunk." And I'm like, "You even able DLSS? I mean, yeah." It's like, "Yeah, it wasn't an option. It turned them all on." I'm like, "Yeah," but yeah. on the plus side, he doesn't see the difference. Yeah, if you can't see the difference, then why yeah. wouldn't you have it turned yeah. on? Yeah. And I have to say, quality mode, after the second generation of it, quality mode, which is the, the smallest um, upscale. It's not like you're doing a 2 to 1 or 3 to 1 or something. No. It's, it's, I have a hard time. I think at 4K, it's actually doing 1440, perhaps. 1080 for 1440. Mm -hmm. But it, it looks really good. Well, and when you're looking at something. The equivalent, uh, what's the other, is it Acer that does the equivalent of the G7? The ultra-wide, that's essentially two uh, 1440p's side-by-side. Side. Oh, the 49? Yeah. Um, that's what he's running. So I'm like, one, yeah, the 2080 ain't pushing it out at full resolution. <laughs> yeah, no, just 2080? <laughs> but, no. no. The fact no. that DLSS actually makes it look good, and I've seen it, it's, I'm impressed. Motion things in motion, you don't need the same resolution. That's why you can get away with less color information, even on a Blu-ray. You know, it's not four 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 color on a Blu-ray. It's like four two zero or four two one or something. No, they don't even encode it with four four four. It wasn't even. There, there's wasn't a four fit. on it. There is a four. Yeah, your your yeah. one of the numbers is luminance a is a four, right? Is that what it is? Uh, it's the black and white essential, yes, because yeah. our eyes can see detail. 
and if you, the color smearing is interpolated, and that's fine for us, us measly humans. Just play it wireframe mode. You don't even need textures. Just turn it off. No, you don't really. No. Tron. Al's hate current detail. encoding and color spaces. I mean, you try to get them to sit down on HDR Blu-ray, and they're just... <laughs> sad. You know what isn't sad? Eight terabytes. And I thought, for some reason, that eight terabyte SSDs already existed. But probably just because like, Linus or somebody had a video on one a while back, but... Jeremy, you can actually buy one now? Well, they do exist uh, if you're willing to pay exorbitant amounts of price for certain specialist ones. But if you want something that isn't going to cost you 4000 or more, then Sabrent came up with one. It's not like brand new. Uh, it's PCIe 3.0. It's QLC memory, but that's why it's only 1300 bucks for Only? Terabytes. Only. On a stick. Little, yeah, on a wee little gum stick. And you look at it, and it's like, yeah, eight terabytes on that? You know, I, I, I recall storage being much larger in my day. And only 1300 actually. Like, seriously, what? it's not bad for no, you. No, I, I know that sounds crazier. expensive, but you're right. Oh, even crazier, the uh, advertised prices, which I think were advertised speeds, of uh, 3,200 megabits a second a read and 2,800 or 2,900 write, it did. So it's also pretty much flat, flat out the fastest uh, PCIe 3.0 drive that uh, they'd tested. Uh, who was it I linked to on this one? But what did Alan Sorry. think once it was 70% full? What did he think? Well, but it's 8 terabytes, so that's going to take you a few minutes. It might, yeah. And the other and nice you, thing about it is that QLC, poo-poo, but 1,800 terabytes written. Like, mm. it's that big that the, the actual lifespan of it is actually going to be uh, fairly impressive. Well, you know how, how flash chips are, are stacked inside the, the substrate, right? So you have multiple ones in each, you know, actual chip. Mm. And so... Um, when you have that much flash, you're you're not hitting the corner cases nearly as much, no. just because you're you've got just that amount of, of space and that many chips that you're dealing with. So it's it's not like it's you know when when you have a 512 gig drive and like writes drop by half versus a one terabyte, um, you're seeing kind of the opposite. And if it's a good controller and good firmware. Uh, it no, just, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, you know, you're, you, you, it takes more time to run out of SLC, you know, cash. Um, I don't know how their QLC is all set up, but it probably has some SLC in there or, or even just maybe some TLC cash. Uh, but with that much, it's, it's pretty awesome. I like the comment. Oh, another thing. Oh yeah. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. okay, well, I will take it. Uh, okay. Somebody in the chat, or Razor twenty forty eight says, "Rip off compared to multiple one terabyte TLC NAN SSDs." Well, you gotta have yeah. something to run eight in some kind of a crazy RAID configuration to equal one eight terabyte drive. You're paying for the convenience of having it all in one. I mean, that you've always paid now, for remember. density early on, right? And one and it disappears. Yeah, mounted to your motherboard, it's freaking gone. You don't need a 
yeah. any mounting or power. Unfortunately, you know, it would be very easy to lose. You, you wouldn't lose an eight terabyte yeah, hard drive okay. very easily, but you could lose one of these right. in the cracks yeah. of the couch yeah. and never yep. find it again. My Bitcoin. Someone pops it in their mouth. Juicy <laughs> fruit's going to move you, you know. Um, no, the last week, and I don't know why I didn't jump on this, but I probably should have. But at the same time, I was kind of scared. A-Data had that uh, four terabyte for $389. Oh, and they had wow. an updated. They had an updated firmware that was like three twenty one. Um, so I mean, it's it's a very recently updated because apparently it had some some issues with kind of like some freezing and quality control, and you know people were complaining it was dying. But there are plenty of other people out there who said, you know, this is great because it's four terabytes for less than four hundred bucks in one stick. And it was, you know, it was 3,500 uh, read and 30, you know, 3,000 write, uh, which, Fine. you know, in certain things, it probably did that. But, yeah, it's a, it's based on a Realtek controller, which, you know. Realtek. It's not it's not They're WD. It's them? not Samsung. But, yeah, they, they, they but, yeah, it was, uh, it was said direct from ADATA. And, uh, again, hmm. I was so tempted to get that and get rid of my spinning rust game drive and just put all my games on that. That's a really excellent point because yeah. Yeah. I, I was know. thinking about taking one of my big extra drives, you know, the, the, you know, the four terabyte one and turning that into my game drive. But then, you know, I could just get this eight terabyte SSD. It should be so much better. It's such an affordable option too. Yeah. You know, Twelve ninety nine, oh, ninety nine. Yeah, I know mm. that Realtek was doing controllers, but I didn't realize they were still pumping them out. Yeah, I guess so. That's kind of cool. Good on. We need we need more competition. I mean, it's not a high end drive; it's faster than average. But that amount of density for less than four hundred bucks when it was on sale. Now it's back up to five hundred and thirty some odd dollars, mm-hmm. which is still still pretty good. But yeah, when it was under ten cents a gig, that was nice. You know, we often put big drives into our NAS devices. True. Uh, I'm trying to make this segue work. QNAP caught napping on critical NAS bugs. I know that Jeremy, Jeremy has more. Don't you love it when a company uh, is told about a, a huge vulnerability in their firmware and given a date, you know, just say four months off from when it was discovered by the security researchers. And they wait until literally the day before the vulnerabilities are published to release an update. Doesn't that just, you know, fill you with confidence in uh, your vendor? Because that's pretty much what QNAP did. Uh, it was actually, I think, about two or three days before the vulnerability. And, well, they addressed a couple of the issues that were identified. They didn't directly address one of them. Uh, in, in this case, you're looking at uh, command injection vulnerability. And because this also affects their uh, DLNA server uh, software, an Apache HTTP uh, vulnerability. 
The first was definitely addressed in a brand new firmware that came out last Thursday. The second wasn't mentioned anywhere, but there is an independent security firm, or, or sorry, threat post rather, suggests that it has actually been dealt with already. It's it's always incredibly frustrating <clears throat> because like the, the security firms that were looking at this aren't trying to ruin anyone's day. And in fact, because of the way that QNAP has waited until the very end, all they've done is released, you know, a, a brief overview uh, of what the vulnerabilities they are. So they haven't replaced them in a way that you can figure out how to exploit them. Of course, now that QNAP's released the patch, you can backwards engineer and figure out how to do it. Long story short is, you know, if you're running just about any uh, QNAP NAS server uh, with the, the digital living network, update your firmware like as soon as possible because yeah, this being able to just sort of inject a command and then write a file and ec arbitrarily execute it. It's, it's not what you want to have happen on your server. Next it's total you know, ownage, anyway. total ownage from external source on this one. No. So flash that firmware. And you can use your NAS to do things like Archive Yahoo Answers, which is shutting down, finally. <laughs> so much of the internet that we once knew and loved or didn't care about. I gave up when the internet oracularities went away. Yeah, one you of know, the funny when, when things I could, is... Oh, go ahead. When, when, when I could no longer get to the website and play the hamster in a blender, it just <laughs> ruined it for me. It was a sad day. It was. Sebastian... <laughs> Can you shoot down the plane? You know, whatever. There's actually more than one, maybe just one serious, but there's at least two companies, crews, people, organizations, loosely knit, archiving all of these things and saving them for the future, posterity's sake, so that next generation can look back upon early internet and just look, how stupid were those people? Turns out very. Yeah. The only thing I hope is that they actually do think we were stupid. Well, I'm I'm looking at some of this. I don't want to read or show. Oh, any you of should archive questions and answers. But scroll scroll part. One right of them now. is how yeah, to lose fifty pounds in a month. Answer. Yeah. Best answer. Amputation. Do you really need <laughs> legs? There's no healthy way to lose 50 pounds in one month, they say. Well, that is true. You would have to have some yeah. kind of surgical procedure to lose that much weight and, uh, and live. There's 100,000 more just like that Yeah, out there. And I think that if we didn't say, how is Babby formed, we wouldn't well, there would be, be meeting yeah. our meme quota. <laughs> there would be revolutions because that is where that came from. You're welcome. I, I'm getting dumber by the second, just looking through these. All right. Uh, maybe you should maybe you should read a couple of the questions. No, I, I find them... They're <laughs> exactly what you'd disturbing. expect. They're in they are. rather poor taste. Right. I encourage people, before it's gone, which is what date again? What date? What they days ago? May it's four. top of the article. May the 4th may, be with may, you. Weird, weirdly enough. May the 4th be with you. Go read. When suddenly millions of answers screamed out in terror and were gone. And, and we're gone. Yep. So, yeah, go read some. Amuse yourself. This is 
probably 15 minutes you'll never get back, but at least you'll laugh. I know that... Uh, You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll kiss three bucks goodbye. Speaking of money, uh, there's a GoFundMe to support every Apple fan's favorite guy, Louis Rossman. Is it Louis or Louis? I don't know. It's Louis. It's Louis. I I almost let you get away with that. That's not true. He loves He's, Apple. He is outspoken about how <laughs> how upstanding of a company he thinks they are, how repairable their products are. So oh, he's trying to get truly. his rights. The, there's a GoFundMe to get right to repair past. I don't know why we have this on our list, but just so you know, it's out there. They want $6 million. They have 334000 I can help you explain this. Okay, go ahead. Actually, I will. There was a, uh, he's attended a lot of legislation. If you're not familiar with Lewis Rossman, he owns a repair company in New York City and he does repair a ton of Apple gear and has a lot of choice words for things that Apple has done in the past that is not at all friendly towards repairing your devices or getting a reasonable lifetime out of them, uh, considering how useful they may be. And he's not only about Apple, he repairs a lot of other electronics as well. But he's certainly got a point with the right to repair. Are we renting our devices or do we own them? And I personally am all about fixing things. It's just, you know, my personal view on lots of stuff, mechanics, computers, you know, whatever. I'm all about that. So I'm definitely want to be able to support what he's trying to do here. So he's trying to get a ballot initiative in one state where it costs them something like 16 or $20 million to get a, um, a, um, a ballot initiative uh, in one state where all of the uh, citizens of that state voted on it. I think it's Massachusetts. And they're able to get it passed for automobile repair. He's trying to hire the same uh, firm to get one on there for electronics. And I guess there's an estimate of what it's going to cost to have that have that happen. And it is extremely expensive. And you'd think a representative of democracy would be cheap and easy. It's not. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's why the lobbyists actually read all the bills. Yeah, well, it's very expensive to get well, this sort of stuff done. No. And if we all like electronics and you'd like being able to do things like assemble your own computer, for instance, you know, that's a variant kind of like, you know, be able to repair stuff, be able to pull a board out and repair it. We need to be able to continue to own things. So if you can support this. Like physical media. Listen, yeah. if you're watching this or listening to this right now, buy physical media. Because you never know when that favorite show or movie is going to disappear from your streaming service. Or, better yet, your entire streaming service, including your virtual DVR, disappears forever, T-Mobile. Because T-Vision Live is being discontinued as of April 29, including all my DVR. So... On a completely unrelated note, we'd like to announce the launch of the PC Perspective DVD collection. You can own all of our whole hits from the very beginning, or at least as far as we can recover from Ryan's old raid, for right. the low, low price of twenty nine ninety nine, or three easy month. payments. It's a subscription fee. Oh, yes. It's a subscription. It's a, it's a lending library. We only have one copy oh. each. So yeah. if you want episode 242, you need to wait until yeah. somebody returns it, and then hey, I'll get yeah. it. Yeah, and don't there scratch the discs. This right to repair thing affects everything from automobiles, farm equipment, computers, TVs, phones, everything. Mr. Coffee, your refrigerator. Do we own things or do we only rent them? Seriously. Rent. 
There's, you signed the EULA. I mean, you read the EULA, or you had to read it. I hit, o- I hit OK because or, I couldn't yeah. watch whatever it was I was watching. Nobody reads the EULA. No. And if anyone wants to argue, I will mark it myself. And you can have it back at that point if you really want it. Before we go to our picks of the week, we have a review this week. Brad didn't let us down on what otherwise was a rather light week on the site. He has a Corsair keyboard review for us. Do you not? I do. It's not an, It's not what I would call a super in-depth, extensive teardown review, but it is, hey, I use this keyboard. It lights up really nicely. <laughs> uh, it has a very decent uh, uh, wrist rest that it comes with. Um, I don't hate the keys on them, even though they're not mechanical. They're And they're not you know, in any way, some sort of high-end scissor switch or anything like that. They're membrane keys, but they're not bad. Okay. And if you uh, are a uh, gamer in need of some uh, RGB lighting in your life, this could be your ticket because it's not a terrible keyboard. How much right does here, it cost? Oh, let's see. This, I'm going to spill this all over or myself. Is it 69? Which there's one is two it? variants of this keyboard. There's the K55, okay, and then there's this one, which is the which is the K55 XT Pro, which has uh, additional key rollover and individual key lighting. I should plug this in. Uh, why isn't this plugged in? Why didn't someone tell me to plug this in? You know what? Let you me try the USB one in. way. And let me try it the other way. Oh, wait. Now it's asking me, do I want to, to do well, It's shiny enough. The RGBs are reflecting from somewhere. Oh, for God's sakes. What a fail. Right. <sighs> there we go. All right. Back to the... <laughs> Yeah, right. It has it has memory in it, so it remembers lighting inside of it. It remembers different um, lighting effects, and it's got some transport controls on it. It has the ability to work with the Elgato uh, software to do transport controls with the Elgato software. Um, oh, so it has that extra rigid. row of keys on the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just flip that. that around over there. Oh, that's so the other side. That. That's the numpad. But um, yeah, the oh, this is, these side, are the macro keys. These yeah, are the have macro those keys. Extra keys. These are macro programmable macro keys. Yes. And it will actually, without any of the IQ software, you can actually tell it, hey, I'm gonna do some you know action on the key on the keyboard. Let me just cycle that over to here. And it'll remember them, you know, without mm. any any software programming, which is nice. So the keyboard itself has has memory in it. Um, and the wrist rest is is plastic, but it's um, soft touch, you know, on the on the edge. So it's reasonable for, for people who need wrist support. It's not terrible. Okay. I see. Detachable. I, I called it a, um, a look at oh, IP74. Uh, yeah. Water resistance. Yeah. So when you spill, I wouldn't spill your sticky Coca Cola all over it, perhaps. But this but, uh, um, distilled water probably was fine. You could probably do this with a little extra fish water or something Ugh. and get away with it. Well, you know, you have your fishbowl next to you and occasionally, you know, flies that was off the an shelf. An odd reference, but no. Yeah. Thank you. So that's not sweat. Good. Uh, no. Um, so you can obviously see those are membrane keys, you know, not. You so know, use this pool side is what you're saying. Right? <laughs> you could, you could easily use okay. a pool side and be, and be safe. Um, I had, uh, one of my gamer friends, uh, run through it and, uh, he said it was fairly good. Not, you know, anything close to his, uh, usual K70 with mechanical key switches, but decent all the same. I think it appeals to a budget conscious gamer, uh, who wants a full size keyboard, uh, from a name brand. There you go. Light up your life. Individually. There you have it. There you have it. There it is. Rock on. Rock on, man. 
there's been so much scrolling going on. Oh yeah, it doesn't get clicky. Let me let me just do a little key actuation here. Let me okay, just yes. do something that Hold I'm on. Gonna... Let's go to your camera. Hang on. Please get nice okay, and tight to the mic. Here we go. Close okay. up. It's got an organic sound to it, kind of squishy. I, I can't hear anything. Let me turn up. Let me. I'm gonna turn up the gain. Turn, turn up the Hang game. on. Here we go. You hear it for the first couple, and then it mutes it. Yeah, it's it's mm. like you have some sort of um, noise detection happening. Set the gain up all the way too. Turn turn so, off your uh, Nvidia RTX yeah, voice. My, my RTX voice. Um, Basically, my impression of the keys was that there's a, uh, like a high amount of resistance at first, a very smooth follow-through, absolutely no click, and a very fast rebound. So I would call it a fast keyboard, reasonable for gaming. Oh, look at all the stuff I just typed. Oh, boy. What's happening nope. now? Nope, nothing. I'm backing up. Delete, 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 delete. Don't post that. Nope, just kidding. Sorry. So unsend those emails. Yep. It's Now I'm sending Damn emails. good thing we're disconnected, eh? You know what you can use to send emails? Let's let's move to picks of the week as we wrap this up. Ferret We've been going launcher? for just over an hour. And that's awesome. It's kind of refreshing. Yeah, we're going to be done here in a minute. Ooh. Oh, Who thank the Lord. Goes first. Oh, he Josh. As is tradition. Josh, take it away. Uh, you know what? I was, I was looking over uh, some laptops for my brother who needed a, a small one that uh, didn't cost a whole lot of money, but was still fairly competent. And, uh, you know, I, I stumbled across this, uh, this Asus VivoBook 14. And it's got, you know, the older Ryzen 7 3700U, which, you know, it's, it's not the, the newer 4000 series. But at the same time, it still was an advancement over the Zen Plus stuff at the then. Uh, you know, it had reasonable Vega graphics. But for 569 bucks for a pretty loaded, small HD screen laptop... I mean, it's hard to pass up because, you know, you start getting to, to Chromebooks, the 250 to 300 and a little bit higher end stuff at the 400, 500. This is only 570 bucks. And it's a solid looking machine that doesn't weigh a whole lot and doesn't take up much space. And it's got reasonable performance and okay battery life. I mean, all of these things are, are so much better than just you know, like a regular Chromebook. And it runs yeah. Windows, so there yeah. you go. It's 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 shockingly inexpensive. And on the Intel side, you got to watch out because you might think you find a better deal than this. But a lot mm -hmm. of those lower cost Intel laptops, they have the Pentium branding, and it's some kind of Atom mm -hmm. four core that barely runs a web browser. So this would what, be a much what better. What they call choice. Atom nowadays? I I don't know. I don't remember the latest code for the cores. Well, so they'll call it anything. It was a Celeron at one point. And it was yeah. a Pentium. But I call this Jeremy's pick of the week. Go. What? I have a pick? Did you? I'm, it's another Newegg thing, right? Because it's Newegg.ca. <laughs> yes. It's got to be you. <laughs> yeah, Canadian price. Funny money. I mean, I got to give a little bit of support for people up here. So you're, you're looking for a fancy gaming monitor. And, you know, 144 hertz is just for losers, but 170 hertz of free sync professional. Now we're talking. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. It's free sync premium. <laughs> did it's you just yaw him? Ready. I did. He did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. But yeah, yeah, 170, yeah. Right? 
It gets uh, decent reviews from artings, uh, ratings, if you want to call them by the other name. Uh, the, the advertisement lies a little bit. It says it's a 0.5 millisecond response time. It's just a mere one millisecond. Uh, however, it is ridiculously solid at that. It supports, uh, as I said, FreeSync Premium. It will be G-Sync compatible, more or less, although you probably won't hit that full 170 hertz. It's kind of ugly. It does, you know, have the vertical adjustment on it, though, and side to side, it does picture in picture. But the key thing is that it's currently 415 bucks. For the next three days, it's just, just over 20% off, and it's got a lot of really good ratings. It's great for gaming. It's decent for office work. Overall, you know, just for a general purpose one, it's not one of the, maybe the highest scoring, but it's still way up in the 70s with a, an 80-something percentage overall rating. So, you know, if you're looking for a monitor and you, you want something a little bit a little bit faster than the Dell that I have uh, did a review of, this is not a bad choice right now. At 530, I'd be sort of iffy about recommending it, but for 415 bucks, go for it. Uh, have you checked what it is in the States yet? Yeah, Sebastian? 329 but that's before... A 4% Ooh. off promo code. Save even more. Yeah, I mean... It's another $13 off. Ooh, that's actually not bad. Is that free shipping on this? Yep, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. our, mine's uh, $10 shipping, but okay. I'm sure you can slow that down and it'll be cheaper. Yeah, it's free shipping. Oh, it's HDR ready. What the hell does that mean? Well, it's HDR 400, but the reviews are like, yeah, it's it's brighter when you turn that on, but it's IPS, <laughs> so it gets muddy. HDR 400 is bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. not great. It has the enhanced oh, the color gamut, but nothing else. Yeah, and the, the the other thing I forgot to mention, it's got a USB Type C on it because it's also marketed as one of the world's first gaming KVM monitors. You got two Ooh. USB 3.0s and a USB C. Hmm. If that's of interest to you. Mm. You know what's of interest to some of our audience? Brett's pick of the week. Go. Kind of an odd one, I guess, maybe, but it's still technologically re related, even though it's sort of an automobile crossover. If you own a uh, late model turbocharged car, you guys are probably familiar with the fact that you can flash these vehicles to really stratospheric levels of performance for the racetrack, not for street use, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's for, for off-road use only. So today I was out flashing another vehicle, um, not in the sense of not wearing any clothes. I mean <clears throat> putting software in the car to make it go right. more. Okay, right. yeah. just to be clear about mm -hmm. that. And the company that I bought that uh, from was O34 Motorsports. Okay, so I have uh, one of their flashing tools. And I had done a couple of other cars in the family um, reasonably well with, this, with similar software from them. And it's a special tool that you have to have from uh, particular companies to do this. And I'm, I'm actually holding the one that I used oh. up right here. Switch back to the other flash. camera. Yep. So this is the plug that goes in the car so that you can talk to it. And it actually comes with what I would consider one of the nicest USB key, USB cables that you know I've ever seen. Let's talk about is that right, audio right. file grade? It is look a the, really look at the fabric. It's a really nice USB cable. Didn't I, okay. didn't I see that really, snake in Beetlejuice? 
Yes, you did. Anyway, the question, yeah. the point here is, is that I was flashing this car today, uh, and I bricked the car. Whoa! As in, like, it would Hold not on. start. I you buried the, the lead here. I bricked the car. It would not start. the The engine fans were running at high speed. You, you'd go to start the car, and nothing would happen. Good nothing job, Brett. Way. I'm sure your friend <laughs> okay. was thrilled. No. Did, did you we'll reset the BIOS? I all did kinds you get a screwdriver? Control, you, you, it's control deleted, right? I control alt deleted the car. X. I removed the power. You know, you can actually drain all the electricity of the car if you remove the battery terminals and you actually touch the terminals together. Not while well, the car's powered. It, it discharges everything in the car. Mm. Rebooted the car numerous times. Nothing. Well, we got these guys on the phone and said, look, this is the car got bricked. I don't know what's going to happen here. He's like, okay, all right. Did you try this? And I'm like, totally. We tried it. Did you get a charger, put it on there to level the voltage? I'm like, yeah, way ahead of you. I'm like, did you put a diagnostic? I'm like, I own the diagnostic equipment. It says the controller's not even there anymore. It's like, all right, let me talk to the programming guys. So he goes back and he, half an hour later, he calls. All right, you have to get your laptop connected to the internet because they take a download from their servers too. I was like, hey, we unlocked you guys. You should be able to blow whatever server in there or whatever software in there you need, put it on top of the uh, ECU. And it's going to happen for you. So we download this different program hook it back up to the car and it talked to the controllers got the car rebooted on stock uh ecu and then put the final software on there and these guys california times so they were close to quitting time when we were doing this a little while ago helped us out gave me the right software tools to get the job done and maybe stayed a little late at the office so i just want to give them a proper shout out thanks for the software guys and the car is much faster and it actually starts now wow (laughs) And the, the fact that it actually starts. That's a big deal. a big plus. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big deal that they were able to help me from, you know, several thousand miles away, get me on a laptop connected to software that I needed. And I was able to download it, talk to a car that was dead that I'd accidentally bricked and get it fixed in 35 minutes. So, so what did you do to that. brick it? What was the, what was the thing? There was, a, do, I, do I really have to say this part? Sure. You, you, don't have okay. you lost a semicolon in your, uh, code didn't you no there was a series of instructions part way through when they take down the initial um car and get it ready for flashing where you need to do two things in a certain order and i reversed the order of those in the first time in a in a long time and then it started writing code you've done this it was four you've bricked a car before no, I've successfully flashed several cars before, mm-hmm. except that I was, you know, too confident in what I was doing. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I made a mistake and that bricked the car. Yeah, but they, they I figured us. that like their software would never allow this to happen. Right. Except that it did. Oh, God. So I remember like, when motherboards could do that. Yeah. Didn't well, anyway, your firmware in the right order. And yeah. 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 So that was kind of that that sort of deal. Uh, but all uh, ended well. And um, so I appreciate the help. You want to let people know that that's a uh, reasonable thing to go purchase if you have one of their one of those uh, cars that they make the software for. It's uh, they'll help you out even if you screw up. What is what was one of these things run in US dollars? Please do RTFM. About about four hundred to five hundred bucks for a uh, software upgrade. So cheaper than that is my pick of the week, which is decidedly (laughs) lower tech than that, but it's still electric and it has one digital thing on it. So. It is a recent get here. I didn't pay the full 349 list price, but I got a Marshall DSL-1C. It is the smallest Marshall tube amp they currently sell. It's only about 
I'd say it's about it's a little over a foot square and maybe eight inches deep. Does inches does it deep. go to eleven? Doesn't go to I a, so. it. It sort oh, of. I don't does. see any numbers, don't numbers on the. Uh, just, you could just. I could assign there, the top one structure. eleven. Please, I can write please it write in. eleven. Please write eleven. You could. But it's it's one watt. It's a one watt tube amp, and because it's only one watt. And by the way, you can attenuate it down to a half. Well, watt if it's only on one back. watt, you should write eleven on the first notch, mm. and then turn it up from there. Hmm. Hmm. But if you. If you know anything about low wattage tube amps, that it's very misleading. This is about as loud as like a 10 or 15 watt solid state amp, but oh, yeah. it's because there's not a whole lot of headroom, like additional wattage, you overdrive it almost immediately with almost any guitar without any pedals or anything. So even on the clean channel, it's a little bit crunchy. And then on the gain channel, because there's a, an ultra gain channel mm -hmm. you can switch over to, you can see here in this picture, it you have loads of gain and at reasonable volumes you can actually play this in a house without getting a noise complaint or in an apartment although i'd say anything over like three like we're talking nine o'clock it gets really loud at one watt you can turn it down there's a button on the back to go down to a half watt which i didn't realize and it has a digital reverb it's not a real spring reverb but for that size that makes sense yeah, it's yeah exactly. So it, and the reverb sounds fine. I I put it at about like fifty percent, and it has a nice, relatively springy effect. But it hmm. the whole thing, it just blows me away because it sounds like a much larger amp, and you can do things with it you just can't do with most amplifiers unless you're using pedals. And it drives me nuts to try to, for a casual at home play practice, to have to put it like an effects loop together, put pedals into an amp. I would much rather do this, which this has become my default amp. I mean, the entire 10 minutes that I've played it in the last week since I got it. But <laughs> Anyway, check it so out. You didn't pay 350 for it. How much, how much is it? It's 350 yeah. I got mine brand new. Uh, there was a seller on Reverb who had it for like 297 shipped. It's a good deal for a Marshall amp, yeah. even if it's yeah. small. Yeah. yeah. And it's all tube, man. Tube pre-output no. and uh, power amp sections are all tubes. You know, I've I've uh, I've got some sad news. Uh oh. Oh no, what? Isamu Akasaki was one of three scientists whose invention of blue light emitting di diodes or LEDs. LEDs mm. ushered in light sources that are cheaper, more durable, and environmentally safer. Has died at ninety-two. The blue ones? He lived the long blue? enough to know what he did. The, the blue ones yes. are important. Like these? Right here? Well, I'm sure yeah, that's kind part of. of it. Yeah. Blue it was, was it was a Nobel piece. It was a Nobel Prize, I believe, yep. for blue LEDs because blue light that, crea that, that, that created the triad of RGB. Mm -hmm. There were only red and then green yep. for a long time. Yep. yep. Sad day. Blue, blue was tricky. Blue, 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 blue. You know what else is tricky? Ending the show sometimes. It's just it gets mm -hmm. kind of awkward. It just it we is. don't know what to say. And sometimes just kind of cut it off. 